Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friend. I am looking at today's schedule. Wow. You have booked quite a show today. Sonia Fitzpatrick is going to be on the show. Yes, she is. Doesn't she have her own radio show? I think so. I think she still does. What does she need with Animal Radio? Oh, she's got a book she's pitching. <laughs> <laughs> so Sonia Fitzpatrick is on today, huh? I did, she did Grimmer Has It With Me. We were on Katie Corrick. Um, well, the time that I never didn't appear, but um, she was there, and I actually um, have a little bit of a relationship with her. You know, I just want to say one thing before she comes on, because I, I think she's a doll. But she said to me on Groomer Has It that I would be a big star someday. And then I ended up on, 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 on um, Animal, Animal Radio. Radio. Yeah. So, okay. you know, I mean, she really, her credibility went right down the drain at yeah. that point. Can't, I'm just, you know. Can't you, uh, can't you sue her for that? I mean, she made a promise. Yeah, you know. You're at the pinnacle of your career right now, huh? No, you're right. I am. I, I truly am. There's only one way to go. You know, she is probably one of the, I would say, probably the best known, other than Joy Turner, of course, well, the best course. known uh, animal communicator in the world. And I know that, Alan, you're a little bit of a skeptic when it comes to I'm animals. a skeptic, yes. Yeah. I don't I don't believe any of this hooey. You, you don't, is, <laughs> why won't you open your heart and your mind and allow this in? Well, I have no mind, so I can't open that. And my heart, you know, it's always open. Okay. I love everyone. Nah. See, you just How haven't. Did you say that with Joy, with Joy sitting right there? Well, he asked me. What am I supposed to do? Lie? You lie. We're going to make you a believer today, Alan. Is that okay? Make me. Make me gonna, believe. I want, I want to believe. We're going to ask Sonia Fitzpatrick believe. some stuff about Rudy, your dog, and see if she's right on, okay? She'll make the hairs on your back probably stand up. Ooh. Well, there's a lot of them. We're also going to be talking to a lady who's teaching her dog to use her iPad. She, she actually, actually has classes? Yeah, she holds a class and teaches other dogs how to use an iPad. Why? Why, why does yeah, a dog why? need to use an iPad? Why? It's a bonding experience. I, it makes you close to your dog. It's just something fun you can do together and just has a closeness. Please. I can't get hey, on the I'm iPad now. Ball. Then i got, I got to fight with the dog? Well, if you live in a small apartment, you can't just throw balls and run in the park and stuff. So it's great for small spaces. Is, isn't that how that, uh, that wiener dog became 70 pounds overweight? Wasn't he working an yeah, iPad? I believe so. <laughs> I'm with you on no, this, Alan. He, he was playing Nintendo. One that dispenses <laughs> treats. Stacy, what are you working on? Well, coming up, Flipper may have measles, bottlenose dolphins along the East Coast. They've got some kind of a virus, and it's the equivalent of measles in people. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Flipper, Flipper. Isn't Flipper dead? Oh, uh, how that was original. our childhood. So, yes, the original one. I don't yes, suspect. Even though I don't so. know how long they live. Maybe they lived quite a few years. I think someone should tell Stacy that I think Flipper's dead. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. We could, maybe we can get Sonya to talk to Flipper. Oh, yeah. there's yes. an idea. Or Joy. Joy, what's Flipper have to say? <laughs> Vinnie Penn coming at you again on Animal Radio with a party animal segment. I saw on the telephone pole at the end of my street the other day a missing pet flyer. We've discussed flyers here in the past. The catch with this one is... They had drawn the picture of the cat missing. It was a pencil drawing. Now that, one, you're not going to really be able to tell. I, I don't know. 
it didn't look any different than any other millions of cats you see out on the show. Well, you don't see as many these days as stray cats as you did when I was a kid uh, back in the 70s and 80s. But um, they didn't really look any different. Two, it told me that you're drawing the picture of this cat that you never took one of your cat. So how much could you have possibly loved it if you didn't have a picture to photocopy for the flyer now that Smitten's is missing. I'm not even going to get into the whole Smittens thing. But how much could you have loved Smittens? Maybe Smittens ran away, one, because you never took a damn picture of him. And two, because you named him Smittens. Any bad party animal, animal radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. I said, enough. Hey, gang, this is the Money Man, Eddie Money. Make sure you spay to your pets and keep the dial right here to Animal Radio. It's the greatest station in the world. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And the numbers are toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. We have Sonia Fitzpatrick on the show today. She is, of course, psychic extraordinaire. I don't know. Psychic is the right word, Hal. Oh, communicator? Communicator. Let's get that straight. That's two different things. I don't think Alan, you're always don't a skeptic. You be, don't you have to be a psychic to communicate, though? I don't. I don't understand. I mean, why? Why do we get into this? Uh, you know, it's so. You got to be so careful. This. this what, <laughs> because what a psychic. The, the, see, if, in communicating, from my understanding, is the animal's actually saying something and she's listening. She's not predicting. Mm-hmm. She's not guessing. She's it's actually not a mind talking. reader, right? Yeah, exactly. There you go. Okay, so she's a communicator. Uh, communicator. Communicator. Yes. Sonia Fitzpatrick, right. communicator extraordinaire, on the show in a few minutes. Alan, I know you're always a skeptic. Hopefully, we're going to prove you wrong today. Uh, that's a bunch of hooey. <laughs> Also, we're going to be talking to a lady who's teaching her dog to use iPads and iPhones, and she wants to teach your dogs to do the same thing. I really don't understand much about it, but it is on the way. Uh, Stacy, what are you working on? Every guy likes to brag, oh, I had a fox in my bed. Well, a British man can actually say he did, except this fox didn't have blonde hair. It had a tail and four legs. And I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. We were going to go to the phones here, but I understand that the. I guess there's so many people calling for Sonia. Are there, there's problems with the phones? Yeah, I think they're getting too many calls. They're all crossing over, and the lines are just not working. I don't understand. Overload, overloading the, the circuit. You know, telephones aren't what they used to be. I'm sorry. These all this technology stinks. <laughs> you are it such does, a man. You should remember, be the Debbie Downer. Yeah. <laughs> Deb, do you remember the old days? I mean, I know you're a young, spry, gorgeous woman in the prime of your life, you know, uh, eating your larva flakes and all that. But, you know, back in the day, you know, when we used to say, give me a call at Cloverdale 94527, you pick up the phone, the person sounds like he's there with you. Now you call people up. It's like, oh, you're cutting out. You're cutting, I can't hear you. You're cutting out. I can't be cutting out. I've got the new trillion-dollar iPhone. I'm not cutting out. There's a problem with your phone. Not with my phone. It's your phone. Give me a break. I mean, it's, you can't even connect a call anymore. You can't talk to people on the phone anymore. I don't know what to say, Alan. You, you and are it's just digital, a so you, today. You know, you, 
You walk all over. Well, Deb, you always say that about me whenever I voice my opinion. You tell me I'm a complainer, and you position me as being a negative nanny, and it's like it doesn't work. You want to know why it doesn't work? Because I'm not Mr. Debbie. That's why it doesn't work. I'm not Mr. Debbie. (laughs) Oh, listen, buddy, I can handle you just fine. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know. I know that. I mean, I wouldn't want a leg wrestle you. Let's put it that way. You are you are grumpy. So I the do. challenge for you, Doctor Deb, is if I'm so negative, make me laugh, make me smile, make me have a great time. Can you I tell can I'm frustrated? See. I'm frustrated. I can tell. And you know what? We're going to go to yoga together. But that doesn't mean that you have to be depressed about it. You recognize it. You try to look for solutions, and then you move forward. I'm just, not depressed. I I, I, I just don't kind of linger on it like you do, Alan. You just linger. Linger? I mean, I just brought it up just now. How could I be lingering on it? Hal, help me here. Separate him. Move him to the other side. I, I'm, I've had I, enough. If I'm still talking about it tomorrow, then I'm lingering. Are you sure we're not married? <laughs> Let's head to line four where we have Robert for Joey. Hey, Robert, how are you doing? All right, and you? Good. What's going on? Uh, thanks for taking my call. I've got a uh, little female chihuahua cross. She's probably about six years old, about 10 to 13 pounds. When I go to clip her toenails, she goes bananas. And <laughs> yep. what I have to do currently is wait till I catch her asleep, and then I might get to clip one or two toenails, and after that, we're done. I mean, she won't let me do it. I, I, I need to get them clipped. They're getting bad, and I, I just don't know how to handle it. Well, you got the piranha of all little dogs. You know, when Chihuahuas come into the salon, I have to tell you, sometimes we cringe to cut their nails. So this isn't, this definitely is not an easy task. But let me ask you a question. Did you ever try doing it with two people? Yes. She will claw me to death. I've tried to hold her and get my wife to, to do the clipping and, and vice versa. And she doesn't bite. She just, she will tuck those little feet up under her and she wants me to hold her. And she will, she'll tuck those feet up under her and fight you to, you're just not going to clip them. I can picture it. I definitely can picture it. Now, to see the advantage that we have as groomers is we have a, um, you know, grooming table with, um, with the, with a safety loop, um, so it makes it easier. But what you can do is try this. Take a towel and wrap your dog in a towel, only exposing the leg that needs to be cut at that time. So what it's going to do, it's going to immobilize. And you gotta, you're going to have to make it a little bit tight, but not too tight where it's uncomfortable, but tight enough where she's not going to claw you up. And the good thing about it is, is she doesn't bite. So because she doesn't bite, that actually you don't have to worry about the mouth. And what I would do is I'd wrap her in a towel, expose that, cut those nails. And you know what? The important thing is in a situation like this, because you have a dog that's really, really nervous about having their nails cut to begin with. I wouldn't cut too much off at, at a time. I wouldn't. I don't want to um, make the dog bleed. Now, even if the dog bleeds, you know what? It's an old wives' tale. They're not going to bleed to death. It will make a mess, but sometimes it could traumatize your dog because it is a pinch, and it's you know they're going to feel it. So what I would do is I would do it more often. The other thing about doing it more often is your dog will finally get used to it. Maybe after, you know, 5, 10, 15 years, um, they'll get used to it. No, just joking. They'll get used to it um, <laughs> um, probably within the first few times knowing that you're not going to hurt them. Um, and by immobilizing them, it also makes them a little bit more comfortable because when they feel like that you're in control, they're not as nervous. When they don't feel like you're in control and you're trying to do something they don't like, they're going to fight even harder. So that's what I would do. And I definitely recommend cutting over 
grinding in a situation like this because it's quicker. Grinding takes a little bit longer, and the sound of the grinder sometimes will spook the dog. So what I would do is I would just take a little off. I would try to do it once a week, wrap your dog in a towel, and each leg as you're done, put that leg in the towel, pull out the other one, okay? And hopefully that will help you. Got it. Got it. I want to beat. Uh, I want to beat my own drum for right quick. Uh, I'm a truck driver. I don't know if you know of this. You probably do. But there are uh, dog rescue places out here that use truck drivers to transport dogs to a new home. If someone adopts a dog out of state, and they know that particular truck driver is going through that town to pick can pick that dog up, going to the to the to point B. Uh, we do. There's truckers out here that do that. I happen to be one of them. And uh, that's great. People could check with people could check with their own uh, local dog pound or adoption agency and see if that they have truckers that do that. It's free. We don't charge nothing. We just we do it to help dogs. I, that's great. You know what's funny about that is 11 years ago, that's how I got one of my Karen Terriers through Karen Terrier Rescue. The dog came up from South Carolina, and I had to meet them at the Vince Lombardi truck stop on the New Jersey <laughs> Turnpike. Yep, he came in a semi, and um, it's good to have people like you out there. What about using Benadryl to calm her down? Benadryl doesn't have the effect that it does on us, on, on dogs. Um, Benadryl actually helps um, keep mast cell tumors on dogs at bay. So I have a dog that had a problem, and we give him three Benadryl a day, and he's about 22 pounds, and something like that, because that would knock me out completely, and it doesn't knock him out at all. Matter of fact, it doesn't even show any effect on him. And when I asked my veterinarian, my veterinarian said that they just don't have the same effect to it that we do. So you know what? I wouldn't, um, because I don't think that it's really going to help. Okay. All right. I'll do the towel trick, man. You got it. Good luck with that, Robert. It's Animal Radio, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable with your vexing dog issues. Dog father Joey Villani and animal communicator Joy Turner. I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Fido Friendly Magazine presents the 5th Annual Month-Long Pet Adoption Tour, Get Your Licks, on Route 66. Sponsored by Ford and Animal Radio, with accommodations provided by Kimpton Hotels. And special thanks to Car App sponsor, Stella and Chewy's, and our safety sponsor, Tag, the GPS Pet Tracker. This life-saving tour travels from L.A. to Chicago, supporting adoption events. Log on to FidoFriendly.com to find out where the tour stops in a city near you and join the Get Your Licks on Route 66 Pet Adoption Tour, saving lives one shelter at a time. Go on, sweetie. Jump to Dad. I'm not sure, Daddy. The water's cool. There are moments in life that cause us to hesitate. Jump right here. Uh, okay. Here I come. I got you. Good job. I did it. That was fun. But once we take action, we're really glad that we did. If you're thinking about selling your home, don't hesitate. Interest rates are low and buyers are in the market. Every market's different. Call a Realtor today and visit Realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Football 
is back. For tailgating or watching at home, Reynolds, Hefty, and Johnsonville brands have a game-time winning lineup. Reynolds Wrap Foil, Reynolds Slow Cooker Liners, Hefty Waste Bags, Food Bags, Plates, and Cups, and the full juicy flavor of Johnsonville Brats. Fire up your grill and get those Johnsonville Brats cooking. Lay Reynolds Wrap Foil on the grill to help prevent the brats from burning and to make cleanup a snap. And for really easy cleanup, don't forget Hefty Waste Bags, Disposable Plates, and Cups. Reynolds, Hefty, and Johnsonville Brands, the winning lineup this football season. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. This is Animal Radio, baby. Radio. We are celebrating our connection with our pets. You're teaching Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, to actually dance to Aretha Franklin there. She's she's doing a good job. She likes this beat. There's something about this song. She's a smart little gal. Oh, she is. I can teach her almost anything. Can you teach her to use an iPad? That's the question that we're going to find out in just a few minutes. I bet I could. I bet you could. I have no doubt. I don't either. She probably would hijack that. You'd never see your iPad again. I'll teach her how to use yours. She'll be... like that. <laughs> hey, Stace, what are you working on? A guy went to an alligator farm in Miami, and one of the alligators actually bit his camera right off of him. And I'll tell you what happened to the camera and what picture turned out coming up <laughs> on Animal Radio News. Cool. I can't wait for that. Hey, Al, how are you doing? Good okay. How are you doing? Where are you calling from? Oh, I'm calling from Pico Rivera, California. Okay, the L.A. area. What's going on? I have the good doctor here, and I have dog trainer Alan Cable and dog father Joey Volani and Joey Turner. We're all here for you. All right, great. I've got a seven-year-old Shiba Inu who's a very finicky eater. I've tried all the products from PetSmart, Petco, and she'll eat it maybe one day, and that's it. She won't eat. So what I've been doing lately for the past month or so is uh, I make her own dog food with lean turkey, brown rice, and vegetable mix. And she seems to be eating that very well. My concern is, um, should I provide her with supplemental vitamins? You know, is, is she always been a picky eater? Is this something that's just real recent? Uh, I've had her about four years, and she's been a picky eater since. Okay, be- but tried... before now, did she eat dog food? No, she won't eat the dog food. She'll prefer to eat cat food. Mm. Oh, yeah, cat food's stinky, man. <laughs> it's definitely far more appetizing to dogs. Well, I'll tell you, you certainly can do what you're doing, but I don't advise it. Um, for for my purposes, there are generally reasons why dogs are picky eaters. There can be medical reasons that we might have going on. So if I had your dog in front of me, I'd make sure I'd be doing a good thorough dental exam, making sure there's no rotten teeth, infected teeth. And we might even talk about doing some lab work. And a seven-year-old dog, that's technically at our senior at seven point. So I'd want to make sure we don't have any underlying problems like kidney disease, which can cause a loss of appetite with age, um, or other type of medical problems. And if your pet checked out good there, um, then I would tend to look at some other things. There are some dogs that can have digestive problems with dietary uh, reasons, so inflammatory bowel disease or basically food intolerances 
can cause dogs to have a kind of a sore belly, sometimes gas, sometimes vomiting, diarrhea. Sometimes they just don't want to eat, and that's the only symptom we have. So for dogs that might be doing that, I do my thorough veterinary exam, and then I might look at using a limited ingredient diet. Um, dogs like my own, I have on a duck-based diet, and, and that can be very helpful for trying a picky eater to see if we can get them on a, a core dog food. The reason that I would say I don't recommend doing the home-cooked diet is because there's no way that you can meet those nutritional needs by doing a home-cooked diet on your own. If you want to do that, there are some steps you can take, and you can um, submit your diet um, through a website. There's one called balanceit.com, where it's actually backed by board-certified veterinary nutritionists that will look at your diet and tell you what's lacking, what you need to add, and to help to keep your pet healthy. Uh, That comes with a cost, um, but that's something you can definitely look at doing. My preference for a picky eater is to try to find what motivates them, what they do like, what textures, and what scenarios. And unfortunately, in many situations, picky eaters are really a product of human interaction. I'm a no-drama mama, and I do not take any hooey when it comes to feeding time. I put the food down, and if it's not eaten, it gets taken away in 10 to 20 minutes. And that's what I do. Set meal feeding, and then you take the food away kind of coddling the pet, hovering over them, begging them to eat, any of that makes that drama worse. And picky eaters are going to keep doing that. And I think that's a really important thing to recognize. Some people like that, and they they don't mind that, and that's the way they want their dogs to be. So you have to decide for yourself how you want to approach it and what kind of steps you want to take. But Your dog's going to figure out that if he doesn't eat the dog food, you're going to come along and cook him a great meal. So where's the incentive to eat the dog food? He knows that, hey, this guy, if I don't eat this, he's going to go cook me up a home-cooked meal. I'll just hang out. (laughs) Yeah, that, that may be true. She's a smart dog. Uh, she was checked out by the veterinarian about uh, two, three months ago, a few years ago, and she was okay. Uh, the only thing they did find was she was having a dry skin. Mm-hmm. Well, and, skin. and dry skin is definitely one of the, I hate to say this, but I, I'm not saying your dog has a nutritional problem, but in a, a nutritional, in a nutrient deficient diet, skin can right. often be one of the things that, that shows up first. So this might be a kind of reason to try to get onto a basis of a dog food. And there are definitely some dogs that will eat food better when it's dressed with some human ingredients. And if it's no yeah. more than 10% of the diet that is actually human kind of added foods, then I think that's forgivable. And, and we want to get those oh, okay. nutrients the vitamins, all of that kind of core balanced diet that you'll find in a prepared uh, hey, Deb, dog food. Yeah. Tell them hey, your Deb. trick for the hot dog water. I'm sorry. Oh, Ellen likes my hot dog water trick. <laughs> so you bring up a great thing, Ellen. So for, for picky eaters, what I'll often do is uh, boil hot dogs in you know, a bowl of water, a pot of water, and you eat the hot dogs, and you take that water that you've boiled those hot dogs in, and you use that to soften dog food like dry kibble it it helps yeah it helps to give a little extra flavor to it and makes it a little bit more appetizing to some dogs and then you know you can eat the hot dogs oh i like that idea i'm gonna try that you're smart alan see i'll tell you (laughs) you know what you know what i do too sir is uh, you know i may cook a tiny piece of hamburger tiny piece and then i'll chop it up 
as small as it can go so he can't eat it, you know, by itself. And then I mix it in with his dog food so that the hamburger flavor rubs off on all the dry dog food. And I'll do that once in a while because I love them. You know, I love them. So, and then I'll put it down, but it's just a very small piece of hamburger. And because the dog food is flavored with it, he eats it all. He gobbles it up. Okay, that's two good ideas I can try. Because I'm very concerned for her health and also the fact I want her to eat. Yeah, and that's part of the problem is because, you know, when a dog's not eating, we get kind of nervous. And some of the instinct is we want kind of want to panic and do whatever it takes to get him to eat. And, you know, I have a little guy, my little boss man. He is not a great eater. But, like I said, I'm a no-drama mama. I put the food down. He doesn't feel like eating. I take it away. And some other things you can do are to actually increase the activity level. A dog that goes out for several walks a day or goes out and runs and plays naturally is going to build up a greater appetite. And that's one great great way for those fussy eaters you know you you think they do a lot out in the yard you really need to take them out get them active get them running doing something and you'll find they'll, they'll eat better for you i see people at the dog park all the time and they're like at the water fountain go come on get a drink get a drink drink some water you're thirsty get a drink get a, and they're just freaking out because their dog won't come over and drink water and me you know i just put my foot on the water fountain i don't talk to him i don't say anything if there's nothing interesting he drinks but if there's another dog around or something's going on he's not going to drink so that's the way it works you know that's how dogs are yeah, that's how I am. Come over and drink. Drink something. It's hot. Drink. <laughs> so just look at me. What are you talking about? I'm not thirsty. Okay. You give me some excellent ideas, which I'm going to go ahead and try. Because she's been a very good companion. You know, the family loves her. She's part of our family. We take on vacations with us. I want to make sure that she's also well prepared for it. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your call, Al. Okay, well, thank you. Take care. 1-866-405-8405. That's toll-free to the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie, the no-drama mama, dog trainer Alan Cable, (laughs) dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joy Turner. We're going to be talking to a lady who's teaching her dog to use iPads and iPhones, and she wants to teach your dogs to do the same thing. I really don't understand much about it, but it is on the way. Uh, Stacy, what are you working on? Well, coming up, I have a story about some Japanese scientists who have launched a sperm bank. Well, that's not so unusual, but for endangered animals, it is. And it uses freeze-drying technology. I'll tell you how they did it. Coming up on Animal Radio News. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A Long Island dad is in the doghouse after stealing a tiny chihuahua while on a daddy-daughter day excursion. 27-year-old Nicholas Savoya started by taking his toddler daughter to Chuck E. Cheese and then had what he described as a lapse in judgment when he went across the street to a pet shop and shoplifted a chihuahua worth $1,600, hiding the little pooch behind his daughter's body. He then repented and returned the two-pound dog with an anonymous tip, which sparked the interest of families who all wanted to buy Georgie the little photogenic puppy. Savoya, who is now pleading not guilty, was tracked down by surveillance cameras and was charged with grand larceny. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in summer. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. 
All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. FlexRx is available at Pet Supplies Plus or visit ProLabsPets.com. What do you think about when you're driving? Music? Sports? We think about nice, big, fluffy piles of insulation and filters and motor suspension and water projection and things like that. We're Bosch and we are the quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S. You could say we wrote the book on quiet and the next chapter is flexibility. Nearly every Bosch dishwasher now features a third rack that holds silverware and whisks and tongs and spatulas and increases your loading area up to 30%. How did we do it? Well, as we said, we're Bosch. We think about things like that. Come see what we've invented for you. See the complete line of Bosch dishwashers at Best Buy or visit bestbuy.com slash Bosch. Quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S. based on an average of sound ratings on major brands' websites. Major brands define as track line top 10 brands March 2013. 30% more loading area compared to a Bosch dishwasher with two racks. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit FosterAndSmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, there have been plenty of recalls related to pets in recent months, and as always, we want to keep you informed about each one. There is one new recall to report. However, this one isn't related to pet food or treats. Verbach Animal Health, they've expanded a voluntary recall on one of their products. It's a heartworm preventative. Could affect your dog. The company's based in Fort Worth, Texas, and they've added to this recall, which was first issued in April on production lots of Ivorheart chewable tablets, that has included Ivorheart Max and Ivorheart Plus. And if you do have any questions or concerns about the lot, what you want to do is go to www.verbacvet.com. V-I-R-B-A-C-Vet.com. Japanese scientists have launched a sperm bank for endangered animals. It uses freeze-drying technology that they hope could one day help humans recreate animal populations on other planets. The team at Kyoto University's Institute of Laboratory Animals Graduate School of Medicine preserved sperm taken from two endangered primates as well as a certain type of giraffe. It's kind of gross, but our bodily fluids actually have a lot of nutrients in them. The, they mix the sperm with special preservation liquid and freeze-dried it in a way that allows them to store it at just 4 degrees Celsius. That temperature is much higher and less energy-intensive than conventional ways of storing sperm. Researchers have previously freeze-dried sperm from rats and mice without the use of bulky liquid nitrogen equipment, and they were able to prove the viability of the spermatozoa, which is uh, up to five years later that it was still, you know, swimming around. In this way, scientists will be able to obtain genetic information more easily, and that means that we could help to preserve endangered animal species. Well, researchers say the likely cause of Atlantic bottlenose dolphin deaths along the East Coast, including Maryland, is something called 
Morabella virus. It's the equivalent of measles in people. These animals, dolphins, carry the virus in their system, and when their uh, immune system gets compromised, they become more vulnerable to the spread of the disease. Maggie Mooney-Seuss is with the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, and she says finding the probable cause is actually the first step. Now experts have to determine why the dolphins are susceptible to the disease in the first place. Since July 1st, there have been more than 330 dolphin deaths from Virginia to New York. Hey, if you find a stranded dolphin dead or alive, leave it alone and call the wildlife officials. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Come on, sweetie, jump to dad. I'm not sure, daddy, the water's cool. There are moments in life that cause us to hesitate. Jump right here. Uh, okay, here I come. I got you, good job. I did it, that was fun. But once we take action, we're really glad that we did. If you're thinking about selling your home, don't hesitate. Interest rates are low and buyers are in the market. Every market's different. Call a Realtor today and visit Realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Football is back. For tailgating or watching at home, Reynolds, Hefty, and Johnsonville brands have a game-time winning lineup. Reynolds Wrap Foil, Reynolds Slow Cooker Liners, Hefty Waste Bags, Food Bags, Plates and Cups, and the full juicy flavor of Johnsonville Brats. Fire up your grill and get those Johnsonville Brats cooking. Lay Reynolds Wrap Foil on the grill to help prevent the brats from burning and to make cleanup a snack. And for really easy cleanup, don't forget Hefty Waste Bags, Disposable Plates and Cups. Reynolds, Hefty, and Johnsonville Brands, the winning lineup this football season. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to Stella and Chewy's. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewies. Check out their brand new intro pack for your dog. It's $4.99 where Stella and Chewies is sold. You can try out all the different flavors, the Chewy's Chicken Dinner, the Simply Venison, the Super Beef, and the Duck Duck Goose. Bless you, Judy. I got allergies? What do you got going on? I've got bad allergies today. Mm. Maybe Dr. De- Debbie can help you. She she helps us on the side with some of our human problems. Her larva soup is incredible. It really is. Ew. You know what freaks me out, though, is whenever she enters the room and she snaps her gloves and tries to flip our lips. That's, that's kind of freaky the first few times. Is she- I like it. So uh, pick up the uh, Stella and Chewy's intro pack. Learn more at StellaandChewy's.com. A little tangent there. Uh, can, where's my iPad? Where, where, 
you know where it went? I don't know. Maybe you should ladybug. find Ladybug first, and maybe you'll find yeah. them together. Oh, it's in there with Ladybug. I yes. see what's happening here. Uh, we welcome to the air Anna Jane Grossman. She's a dog trainer out of New York City. New York City. And she runs a school for dogs where she's teaching dogs to work iPads. Yeah, I believe this is... I figured we need to get her on the phone and figure this all out. <laughs> Anna, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So what's going on? I mean, uh, I see a picture here of a uh, a little dog playing with an iPad or an iPhone. You're obviously teaching them to uh, use these electronic devices. I have lots and lots of questions. First of all, why? <laughs> <laughs> well, at School for the Dogs, one of the first things we teach to all dog owners, whatever they come in for, is how to teach their dog to just touch their hand, a simple hand touch. It's really a, a targeting exercise that's both uh, good for people to sort of figure out how to teach their dog something new and good for focusing a dog's attention. So usually after we get a really good hand touch, we move it on to objects and we show them how to get their dog to touch uh, the end of a, some sort of stick. Um, but lately we've been getting them to touch their noses to an object that a lot of people have in their back pockets, which is their iPhone or their iPad. And it's a little bit more exciting than getting a dog to touch the end of a fly swatter because when they touch their nose to the screen, something can actually happen. Yeah, well, what like what happens? Do they butt dial or nose dial somebody? I mean, uh, (laughs) what are they doing, checking their stocks? No, they're basically (laughs) playing games, which is what we're doing on the iPad anyway most of the time. Um, We have one app that we use that has a yes button and a no button, or you can switch them out so it's a black button and a white button or right and left. So we get them to touch those, which is both fun because you can sort of make it like they're answering questions for you, but it's also a way to teach dogs to differentiate between, for example, black and white or left and right or up and down. Is there any practical use for this at this point in time, or do you think there will be in the future? Um, there are some apps that you can sync up with household items, like a lamp, for example. Um, so it's possible you could teach your dog to touch the button that'll turn on and off the lamp, which could be useful for some people. The real problem isn't, is more that, uh, most apps out there aren't meant to be used with dog noses. So <laughs> most buttons are, are pretty small. But, you know, a lot of people ask me what the useful purpose is, and I can't help but think, you know, what's really the useful purpose of teaching a down or a, a paw wave or playing dead? Um, a lot yeah. of the stuff that we teach to dogs isn't necessarily purposeful, but it's really fun for the humans. It's fun for the dogs. And my feeling yeah. is the more things that you teach your animal, whether or not they're silly, the better they're going to be at learning and figuring out what it is that you want them to do, yeah. which can yes. be useful when the thing you want them to do is to stop barking at the mailman or to stay close to your side while you're walking on a hike. Is there any way yep. I can protect my iPad? Are they going to you know, mess it up or anything? Most of our clients uh, do keep when they're using it with a with a dog do keep it in some kind of case or have some sort of screen protector on it. Although a surprising amount of people at this point have like an extra iPhone or an extra iPad, an old version they're not using anymore that Uh. they use with their dogs. They don't mind if it gets a little uh, snotty. You know know what this reminds me of on it, but. um, We talked to that insurance lady, what, a few weeks back, and she said the biggest uh, accident was, or the biggest uh, claim was on cell phones and uh, tablets, dogs chewing them. Electronics, yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, well, now, that, this can actually help towards that because you're giving your dog an appropriate way to interact. They're not chewing it. They're just touching it. And we then, haven't you know, had you, any hurt eye, eye devices yet because their nose touches are generally pretty gentle. But then, you know, you could start a problem, like all of a sudden the dog just likes it too much, and then the next iPhone comes out, you got all these nerd dogs online at midnight waiting yep. for the next version to come out. Yep, yep. Well, you know, you brought up a valid concern earlier. We were talking about this before we got you on the phone here. And uh, Alan was concerned that, you know, the kids these days, they're behind the computers, they're, they're texting, they're not out doing what we did as kids, getting out and playing outside, and they're not as physically fit as uh, the kids from my generation. Are we breeding uh, animals that are going to be fat because they're just playing <laughs> on the iPad? I would say it's quite the opposite because uh, what we're teaching is not how dogs can go to the corner and use these on their own. These are all <laughs> games, really, yeah. that are meant for people to play with their dogs. And oh, interaction. Play okay. with their owners. Yes. So it really yes. is I, about I love it. interacting and not about you know shutting them up them up so mom and dad can eat dinner i mean if you want yeah, to do see, that then you're better off how lied to me. a bone to chew on um how, how but, lied to me how made it sound like you know you were a crazy person and you were teaching no, dogs to use second. ipads on the wrong he, he lied he the, other, he, the other thing is that um you know we we're at school for the dogs we're in middle of manhattan a lot of uh, people a lot of our clients live in very small spaces um and don't have a lot of time so this kind of these kinds of tricks that we teach i mean our ipad class is just one of the kind of fun sort of trick classes that we hold. Um, it's stuff that you can do with your dog in a very small amount of space. You know, you can you don't you could live in a studio apartment and have ten minutes a day to hang out with your dog and teach them to interact with this pretty advanced object that we have anyway. It's really just teaching them to touch a button, right? Um, which I think is is pretty cool stuff and pretty advanced stuff. And it, it is cool. and it is, it, it is a kind I mean it's mental exercise, it's not physical exercise, but you know, if you can't, if you're not, if you don't have the time or the space to go throw a ball for your dog for an hour, well, at least you can sit in front of the TV with a glass of wine and teach your dog how to tell the difference between a button that says left and a button that says right on the iPad. Hey, I'm there. <laughs> I'm waiting for the day that they can call me up and ask me, you know, to come pick them up after uh, doggy, well, you know doggy daycare. Yeah. Or play a great date. class for her school would be to teach the dog to get a cab for the owner. Ooh, that's a good idea. Push a button. Maybe there's an app for that. How much does the class cost? Our classes are $50. They're an hour. We also do it in private lessons. But, our, you know, we, we really aim to make dog training fun and easy and accessible. And so whatever tools we can use to make that happen, you know, the, we're, we're all for it. I think you're doing I a great job. I love what you do. Yep. Yeah, I love what you do. Thank you. I love what I do, too. Yeah. <laughs> And you get to take your dog to work, too. Isn't that great? <laughs> he's, a, he's a teacher's pet. I bet. Okay, so the website is schoolforthedogs.com. Is that correct? That is correct. And our next class is on September 24th. There still are spaces left. Our phone number, can I give our phone number? Absolutely. Our phone number is 212-353-DOGS. That's easy to remember. Awesome. We'll put that all over at the website, too, at animalradio.com. Anna Jane Grossman, thank you so much for joining us and telling us about this unique thing that's going on. <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, see, you see how you, you're a troublemaker, Hal. That's what you are. You're a troublemaker. I agree. Well, I had a lot of questions. And, and frankly, yeah. I want my iPad back and Ladybug's down there <laughs> drooling all over it. I mean, that, That's awesome what that lady's doing. It awesome. is. Absolutely awesome. <laughs> This 
This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by FlexRx. Like people, as dogs get older, arthritis is the most common problem they face. And FlexRx doesn't just mask those symptoms, it restores natural joint function. FlexRx, it's available at Pet Supplies Plus. Ladies and gentlemen, the dog father, Joey Villani. How you doing, big guy? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good today. Hey, um, we've been getting a lot of emails. I don't know if you noticed about ear problems. And I wanted to discuss it because um, ear problems, as complex as they may seem at times, could be just, you know, super easy to deal with. Probably the most important thing is is you have to pay attention to them because in, in most cases, people don't know their pet has an ear infection until either they're, you know, scratching about their ears, um, rubbing their head on the carpet, or um, you start to smell a foul odor. At that point in time, usually it probably needs veterinary attention. So what I tell everyone is you want to check your dog's ears all the time. Good signs of a healthy ear is, number one, smell it. If there's no odor at all, you probably have, um, you know, you probably have a dog that doesn't have any ear infection. Also, look at it. If there's abundance of hair, like overabundance, sometimes that has to be removed. Now, there's been controversy um, about removing hair or leaving it in. I mean, for years, groomers were told to pull the hair out. Um, the veterinary community now is saying, you know what, um, if it's not an overabundance of hair, keep it in there because sometimes by pulling it out, it irritates the, the canal, which um, then in turn could um, start an infection. So I say leave it alone because that makes perfect sense to me unless there's a lot. If there's a lot, you want to go to your groomer, which is probably a little bit less expensive to go to your vet and have it removed and have it cleaned out. The other thing is is look at the ear. Um, the inside of the ear should be nice and pink. It shouldn't be red. It shouldn't be irritated. It shouldn't be swollen. If all of those things are clear... What you want to do is once a week, you could take a 50% vinegar, 50% um, distilled water solution, and that's white vinegar, actually, and um, mix it up real good, and just take a cotton ball and go in, not deep, just as far as you could see, and swab out any, you know, any debris, any wax, anything like that. Dogs that ears routinely stay wet, usually dogs like Cocker Spaniels, or, or heavy drop-coated ears, okay, dogs that have ears that drop over and have a lot of coat on them, what they'll do is they'll collect moisture. Now, I've been using a product for 40 years, and it's it's a wonderful product. It's a cream by a company called Rich Health, and you can find it in a lot of just your local pet stores. And what it is, it's a cream that you go in there, and you'll actually clean the ears with the cream, um, just like you would, like I said, the vinegar and, um, and water solution. And what it does is what, what you leave behind, what you don't get out, it dries into a powder. So what happens is that helps absorb um, anything, in, and it's a medicated powder. So also it's going to help, you know, um, destroy any bacteria or fungus that could be growing in there. If you do that once a week, you shouldn't have too many problems. Now, some dogs just have genetic ear problems. In that, in that case, you know what? Cleaning them is definitely going to help it. It's probably not going to stop it. You're probably going to have to go to the veterinarian and get some type of antibiotic um, cream that goes in there or drops or, you know, something that will help clear the problem itself. But staying on top of it is a lot better than just than just letting it go because I've seen dogs come in and, and honestly, you, they're in so much pain. I've, I've seen dogs in more pain with their ears than anything else. So, you know, it's something really to pay attention to. Okay, I know our, our little kitty. Tiggers has a little bit of a smell coming from her ear, so I'm going to try that vinegar a little later this afternoon. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. The dog father, Joey Villani, is on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. 
Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Pretty good. What's going on in your world? Uh, well, um, I inherited uh, a Lhasa, 10-year-old Lhasa, and a 9-year-old Shih Tzu about a year ago from my aging parents. Um, they were supposedly housebroken, but after having them a few months, realized the uh, Shih Tzu, they're, they're both neutered, so get that out of the way. The, the Shih Tzu doesn't do marking virtually at all when we go on a walk or anywhere else I've noted, but the Lhasa does a lot of marking when we take him for walks, and we caught him marking in our house. So uh, we quickly move him out when we would catch him. But now we don't catch him, but we still, after cleaning the rugs and everything, will come and find a wet spot here and there where he likes to do that. So he's still doing it. And uh, that's my problem. And it's just your your Lhasa doing it, or ju- or both of them? No, it's just the Lhasa. Okay, it's, and and there and there are other dogs in the home as well, or just those guys? It's just a, a ten year old, eleven year old sheep um, Lhasa and a ten year old Shih Tzu. Okay, and the Shih, the Shih Tzu doesn't your, do anything. Did you say your parents passed away? Is that what you said, or you? They're in an assisted living home now, so we assume the dogs. Okay. Gotcha. When they gotcha. Move. Do you want to go, Deb, or should I go? Well, I mean, the first thing that I was, you know, being a medical professional, the, the first thing I always like to do is I don't like to make assumptions about um, abnormal behaviors. And I think a lot of times with both dogs and cats, the first instinct is how do we fix this in, in a training method? And, and, and no, not squashing Alan's efforts in any way, but I think it's always important to make sure the pet is in good health. And especially in um, both in Shih Tzus and Lhasas, we can see a, a propensity for urinary problems. They can get different types of bladder stones, um, not to mention infections. So for me, even if we think everything sounds and smells like it's a behavioral problem, I would want to make sure that that baby is evaluated by a veterinarian and screened for at least urinary tract infection. That's very important. Um, We can get overlap of a behavioral problem and a medical problem. And in fact, some of that, that's how it kind of starts and triggers. Um, So that that would be definitely something I would work on. And uh, as far as cleaning wise, uh, getting into a enzyme based cleaner that we can actually use and really spot treat that area or areas where they're going to is very important. And sometimes you can do that if it's so uh, deep in the carpet or it's been going on for so long. That can sometimes be very difficult. And um, I've had situations where we actually just have to tear out the carpet, tear out the pad underneath, and actually treat down to the concrete, if you will, to the slab. Because repeated soiling in that area, it really, it's, it's going to be very hard to clean the surface if it's down in deep in there. Uh, so, so that would be at least some of my perspectives and, and really not, I know, Alan, this is your, your gig, but I would say for the offending Lhasa, uh, that doggy would be not out of my sight, and I would not allow that dog um, free range of the house at all. Well, right yeah, now, no, we're, we, we have started the uh, enzymatic cleaning. I did, did that a couple days ago, and we put up a, a barrier, you know, a fence, a doggy fence in the house, so he can't get in there. Neither one of them can at night. So we're just really watching him, but, uh, you know, we don't we don't know until we take down the barrier, and then the next morning we... Find out if he's done it or not. Well, I like you, Debbie. You, you're smart. You say what really smart things, and of course, the first thing she's right. You go to the vet, 
and you make sure there isn't a problem. And sometimes she's right also. The behavioral problem can go hand-in-hand hand with a medical problem. So once you eliminate the medical problem, going inside your doggy's mind. Dogs that experience change, it's very anxiety-causing for them. It makes them nervous and stressed out. So think about it. Your dog really doesn't know. Neither one of these dogs really knows why they came to live with you. They just Everything changed for them, just all of a sudden. Everything changed. And that causes dogs to get anxiety. And when dogs are insecure and have feelings of anxiety, a lot of times they start marking inside the house. It happens a lot of times when you move or you bring a baby home or you get pregnant or uh, a visitor comes over that they've never seen before or maybe you've got the scent of other dogs on your on your pants or you get a new even a new piece of furniture can trigger it. So when a dog is insecure and is anxious and fearful and doesn't know his place in the house, they will start marking territory inside the house. Usually when a dog is confident and secure and knows his place in the pecking order in the house, they don't feel a need to mark inside. They usually mark outside the house. So Debbie brought up some really good points. The first thing you have to do is, if you catch your dog doing it, or if you if you get there after the fact, not make a big deal about it. Just uh, don't even pay attention to the dog. Just clean it up. And you've got to find ways to uh, actually make the dog feel confident. And a schedule is the most important thing. Here's some of the most important things. Uh, a schedule, consistency, a reward, and... Um, Let's see, confinement, just like Debbie said. So you start by uh, not letting the dog out of your sight, putting the dog on a schedule where you take him outside at regular times during the day, same time every day. You reward the dog for going to the bathroom outside. Uh, good dog. And if you catch the dog trying to mark, you immediately go, nope, and move him outside. You know, don't make a big deal out of it. Just nope, and move him outside. And whenever he does something well or something you like, you praise him and give him a reward and let him know that, yep, that's the right thing to do. You're doing the right thing, pal. So you set him up for success and you teach him what you want. If he's not out of your sight, he can't mark. So you've got to make sure you keep him under observation at all times. And if it happens at night, yep, set up that child fence and make sure he's inside. Don't let him out of your sight until you're ready to monitor him. You've got to catch him in the act to correct the behavior. Does that stuff make sense? It makes sense. Um, two things. Uh, I've never caught him peeing uh, out when he's you know kept out of the area where he normally pees. He doesn't. He hasn't peed in the house where he's been uh, sequestered. You know. But see, that's what I'm saying. You got to sequester him, and then when you let him go free, you got to keep a leash attached to your hip. Or you've got to follow him around and watch him. And if you're not prepared to do that, you got to keep him sequestered to put him outside. You know, right. it's up to you. It's up to you, buddy. You know, you have got to do what it takes to let the dog know, hey, you don't need to do this inside. You're okay. You know, I'm going to protect you. Uh, you're fine. Everything's fine. And the way you do that is with praise when he does it outside. So a regular schedule, you wake up, you take them out immediately. Lunchtime, you take them out. Uh, before bed, you take them out. It, you know, you just have regular intervals of time every day where there's structure because dogs get comfortable with structure. And I'm sure it was very traumatic for these two dogs to be moved from one place to another with totally different humans, a totally different environment. They get very stressed out by that. It's not like a human child where you can say, hey, Bobby, we're moving, you know, and get your child prepared. It just happens to a dog, and it causes them amazing anxiety and stress, and people don't realize that. And that's when they usually start marking inside a house. 
All right. We'll give it a whirl. Thanks for your call, Jim. We appreciate it. It's toll-free at 1-866-405-8405 to the Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. I want to be a doctor. What kind of doctor would you like to be? A uh, doctor of doctors. <laughs> that just makes no sense. A oh, wise guy, eh? What, yeah. You, you would take care of doctors? I want to be the guy who appoints doctors. You know, like I'm the head doctor that makes you a doctor doctor. Like the Give principal doctor. doctor. I say. It's not like it's, you know, crowning a king or a queen. These people are earning their degrees. Well, yeah, from me. I want them to earn their degree from me. I've always wanted to know this. Why does it take so many years to become a veterinarian, but it takes like 30 seconds to become a, a, a gynecologist? What's the. What's no, the not true. Not what are you true. About? Human, human doctors have to go to school for a very long time. It's just Forever. very rigorous to get into vet school. That's the, that's the tough thing. Yeah, you can be a human doctor any time. <laughs> Plus, there's a lot of different a, animals. Yeah. What? I'm sorry. You yeah. got to be a smart person to be a vet. Oh, you know who else we have on the phone is Dr. Cristiano Von Simpson. He's the director of veterinary services at Bear Animal Health in North America. How are you doing, Doc? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Oh, splendid. Splitting atoms here. We're looking out the window here. We're thinking what a great day it would be to give our dogs a walk. Take them out for a walk, get a little bit of exercise. Yeah, that's always a good option on a day like this. Hey, listen, I got a, an email. Somebody's saying that you guys are doing this chatty cat challenge. And I, I, frankly, I don't know anything about it, so I figured I'd get you on the phone. You can tell me what it's all about. Sounds good. Yeah, we're starting the Chatty Cat Challenge. And it's an online uh, opportunity for the cat owners in America to tell the world what their cats would say are the secrets to health and happiness. What our cats would say are the secrets to health and happiness. Yeah, so what we want to do is for the cat owners to kind of put themselves... You know, in the minds of their cats and tell us as if they were speaking for the cat uh, what makes them feel good and happy. We know that two keys for feline well-being are regular veterinary care and monthly year-round flea prevention. Well, I know that would make my cat happy. See, yeah. my cat would like us to get rid of the dog. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, yeah. That could be it, too. Dogs or fleas can be a nuisance for cats. Some cats do well with, with dogs, though. What are some examples of what you're looking for people to say in the challenge? Well, there are cats that, you know, when you bring a box home, they love to get in the box and play in the box. There are cats that are, you know, happy with different things. Uh, some love when you get that can opener and open it to a can of tuna. Uh, we want the owners to be really creative and tell us what they cats really like. Uh, this challenge is supported by our flea product, Advantage. And that's Advantage 2 for Cats is the one that takes care of the fleas so the fleas won't bother the cats. The cats can be happy. So how can our listeners enter the cat, the, boy, that's a it's tongue a hard twister. To say, the chatty enter cat the challenge. Chatty Cat Challenge. So we're taking submissions. They could be video submissions, photo submissions, or meme submissions, accompanied by a 100-word maximum narrative from the cat's perspective. You can put them in at www.chattycatchallenge.com. We'll have those entries online for public to vote and pick the top ten. And then we have two judges that will pick the grand prize winner. What did they win? So the grand prize will get a iPad Mini and a premium cat carrier. Also, they will get a three-year supply of Advantage 2 for cats to keep them free of fleas. And then we'll have the other nine finalists. We also get a one-year supply of, of Advantage 2 for cats. 
I wonder if it's fair for me to use joy to to, to channel my cat. To ask and, the uh, communicator <laughs> what your cat yeah. is thinking. I guess you can. We want everybody to be as creative as they can. See, I'd have to clean up the language of my cat before I submitted it. <laughs> These are great prizes. I think you should head on over to chattycatchallenge.com. We're going to link to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. Doc, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A woman in Gig Harbor, Washington got a big surprise when she picked up her dog from the groomer. Annie Sheriffius was trying to wash off what she thought was dirt on her Shih Tzu's ear when the actual ear fell off. She rushed her dog Jasmine to the vet who told her that the ear had been cut off and super glued back on. Jasmine had to undergo treatment for infection. Pierce County Sheriff's investigators are looking into possible criminal charges against the unlicensed dog groomer. J. Ray's Pet Grooming, the shop where the ear-gluing incident happened, has been shut down. Sharifia says she cried for weeks every time she thought of someone hurting her little dog. She wants to make sure that groomer never touches another dog. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Are people to Animal Radio. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friend. It's toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. On the big show today, Sonia Fitzpatrick. Psychic extraordinaire. Can we call her psychic? I think she's more of a communicator. I think that they draw a fine line between those two. Doesn't she have her own radio show? Huh. Do you know anything about the I, You know what? I'm asking my producer and she's texting well, Your here. producer's got a lot of stuff going on. Other people that have interviews and stuff that I'm trying to be in contact with. That's why I'm the producer. So I'm sitting here. I'm not sitting here twiddling my thumbs. Can, can you, you know what? Like I think the, the men in this room really just uh-huh. are very demanding uh-huh. today. I don't know, Judy. I know. Well, can you, can s- you see how on like uh, being a late night talk show host? Hey, uh, uh, Matt Damon's coming out. Doesn't he make movies or something? Isn't, <laughs> isn't he one of those people? <laughs> Let's go to Neil. Hey, Neil. How are you doing? Not bad. How you doing? Good. What's up? Okay, I've got a three-year-old female Doberman Pinscher, and uh, when she was two years old, we had her fixed. And uh, ever since she got fixed, or ever since we got her fixed, she has had trouble holding her urine. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever she whenever she lays down and goes to sleep, when she gets into a deep sleep, she just leaks all over her badness. You can tell that in her face. She knows, hey, I I done something bad, and oh God, and you know the deal. It's She's like, embarrassed. Like a, <laughs> you know, it's like catching a little kid that just went to bed and don't want to tell you about it. She feels so guilty, but of course you can't scold her because it's an accident. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay. So um, I took her back to the vet. We she goes to the vet all the time, you know, uh, and the doctor, uh, our veterinarian, is give us uh, this medication that's very expensive and i can't remember the name of it but uh we're we're supposed to give her the uh, pill in the morning when she eats and a pill around noon and uh of course we uh don't give her a lot of water okay now whenever she goes outside she'll whenever she needs to go outside she'll smack the cowbell we'll take her outside and uh her urine is is very dark and you can smell it okay all righty 
So how is, no, is she still on this medicine and, and is it helping her? Well, yes and no. Uh, it is helping her not wet the bed, but it's, I mean, it's like, it's, it's, we're spending a lot of money masking a problem. Okay. You know? Okay. Well, a couple of things from what you're saying. Um, now, the first thing that we'll just want to go over is that the female dogs can definitely develop some incontinence issues. And it basically is most common when we, we hear stories of dogs that are sleeping or they're um, coming from a lying position and they get up and then they, you find a puddle of urine. So for that in a female dog, yes, most often they are spayed. So for some dogs, it can actually be related to an estrogen deficiency. In other dogs, it's just a matter of of the urethral sphincter, and it's just not working well. So there are some great options to help pets that have this. Now, if you're looking for a fix for it, you got it, and it's probably going to be a pill. Um, as far as there are some more, in, I don't want to say invasive, but some more corrective things, but they're usually involving putting collagen in the bladder and injections, and it's, it's really not something we recommend for the average pet. Um, for most yeah. dogs that have this, they can be well-controlled with medications. Now, I'm not sure which one your um, pet is on, but there there is um, a couple different ones we can choose from. One is called phenylpropylamine, also known as PPA, and it's usually given two to three times a day, um, and it helps to improve the, the tone in the urinary sphincter. And for a lot of dogs, that may be all they need to control their symptoms. For other okay. dogs, that may not do enough, and um, we may go into a more of an estrogen compound, and those may be given typically only maybe once or twice a week because there's you know uh, definitely good and bad with all these medicines. Um, I can yeah. tell you, my own female dog, um, 13 and a half year old gal, she has urinary incontinence and she's had it since an early age. Um, yeah, she but was did, a re- did it just happen overnight? It can, yeah, it definitely can. Um, sure. The big question is, and, and granted, I don't know all the details of your pet's health, but when we do diagnose this type of problem, we want to make sure we're not missing something else because there's a lot of other reasons that can cause a dog to produce a lot of urine and not be able to hold it. And I've actually found uh, a high amount of dogs that start doing this kind of urine leakage, we may treat them with a urinary incontinence medicine, but we're not really maybe always catching the real problem. And I found that some dogs are actually developing, they have a kidney problem, a liver problem, or some other disorder, and it just makes them drink more, and they can't hold their urine. So if we just treat for the, trying to make them hold their urine, we're not really getting to the heart of things. So if your vet hasn't done a full blood panel, I would recommend that. The other thing, and it kind of concerns me when you say your dog urine is dark and that you're restricting urine. We should never want to restrict water for a dog that has um, an excessive thirst. There could be a lot of negatives with that. So um, now I know, I'm not to maybe I, right before just, bedtime. Uh, but, we have, to, but to, we have re- to really watch the toilet seat. <laughs> yeah, oh, sure. in there and get a drink out of the toilet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, anything I that's available. That, I mean, it, it's water, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But so I for me, so bad because her, her tongue is actually dry. Okay. Well, you need to get this baby checked out then. I, I'm going to give you a prescription for getting um, a blood panel pulled on her, and I would definitely get a urine sample. And the reason is that a lot of dogs on urinary continence medicines can actually develop retention urinary tracts and infections. So we've kind of messed with their ability to hold their urine, and that sometimes can allow bacteria to flourish in the bladder longer. So um, okay. those two things, I would make sure you get your vet to check the blood and check the urine and make sure we're not developing something else that's causing her to drink excessively Um, because definitely you can create problems if we're not kind of being vigilant with that but if it turns out that everything else is okay and we're talking about you know 
finding some continence medicines for her and for the long haul. Um, you know, I'm not afraid of these medicines. I, like I said, I use them for my dog and they really, um, they keep her more comfortable, keep our house more pleasant and, um, it just takes a little bit more work and monitoring. So th- there's definitely things well, we can do for your baby. But, but I guess what's bothering me more is, okay, the veterinarian will only give me two weeks worth of pills for her mm-hmm. and she's charging me an office visit every two weeks. Wow. Hmm. And this is really starting to add up. Oh, sure. This doesn't, okay? well, that doesn't sound I cool, mean, does it, Doctor? I mean, she's an awesome dog. She's got a very important job. Her job is to babysit my daughter. Uh, my daughter <laughs> is a 26-year-old woman physically, but mentally she's about five years old. And if any jackass ever came to the door and said, hey, Dad told me to take you bowling, well, she'd grab her bowling ball and shoes and be gone with some stranger. Wow. Okay? Oh. So her well, job... It just sound like I'm going to eat you if you open this door. She's very good at it, you know. And, and definitely, uh, but she's, she's got. got a... She's a very playful, very active dog. Uh, we live in Pennsylvania, so we really can't take her on long walks during the winter. And we, uh, she, she'll jump right on. The, she'll fight you for the for the treadmill. She mm-hmm. loves that treadmill. And of course, yeah. after we get her off the treadmill, then we, have, we we do give her drink. But but whenever she lays down and she gets into a deep sleep. That's when she leaves. Yeah. Well, hey, Neil, um, this is what I would, my advice, and this isn't maybe coming from a veterinarian, but, but you know, if, if you're having trouble communicating with your veterinarian, trying to find a solution, and you feel like you're not getting anywhere, have a heart-to-heart. Um, this is this is where, you know, you're trying to find a solution, get her on a medicine, and hopefully check her out and make sure she's okay. So if you don't feel like you're getting what you need, um, sometimes, you know, getting a second opinion is always well worth it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, make sure that, you know, we need to know more. We need to know what medicine she's on and, you know, what the, their concerns are. Because some of these medicines we don't do long-term without monitoring. It can be very dangerous for those yeah. reasons I described. So, um, you know, hopefully your vet's just kind of being extra vigilant and looking out for her health. But, you know, we need a little bit more, um, I guess, explanation on what their intents are there. Hmm. We've done that. We've chopped for new vets. It's not something, you know, if you're unhappy with your vet, sure. find, yeah. a, find a vet afraid. that you're happy with. We appreciate your call, Neil. Good luck with that. one 866 405 405. What do you think about when you're driving? Music? Sports? We think about nice, big, fluffy piles of insulation and filters and motor suspension and water projection and things like that. We're Bosch and we are the quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S. You could say we wrote the book on quiet and the next chapter is flexibility. Nearly every Bosch dishwasher now features a third rack that holds silverware and whisks and tongs and spatulas and increases your loading area up to 30%. How did we do it? Well, as we said, we're Bosch. We think about things like that. Come see what we've invented for you. See the complete line of Bosch dishwashers at Lowe's or visit Lowe's.com slash Bosch. Quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S. based on an average of sound ratings on major brands' websites. Major brands defined as Trackline Top 10 Brands, March 2013. 30% more loading area compared to a Bosch dishwasher with two racks. 
Don't you just hate paying for things you don't need? Man, I do. And that's why I'm here to tell you about PennyBackup.com. We all know about those big companies that allow us to back up computer files and data to a safe place on the web, and that's great. But what makes me crazy is that they make me pay for gigabytes of storage that I don't need. PennyBackup.com is here to the rescue with the same features, the same data protection, the same services, but you pay only 8.9 cents for every gigabyte used. Heck, that's less than a dime per gigabyte. PennyBackup.com continually backs up your data and files, and if your computer gets stepped on by an elephant or your hard drive crashes, you'll be able to download all of your important data to a new computer immediately. And PennyBackup.com is as safe as the other guys. It just costs a lot less at 8.9 cents per gigabyte. Want more proof? Go to PennyBackup.com for a free 30-day trial and see for yourself. See how much money you'll save for no loss of service or security. It's PennyBackup.com. It is that time of year again for Fido Friendlies. Get your licks on Route 66 adoption tour across the country. Publisher Susan Sims joins us, and you're kicking off in L.A., right? Oh, my gosh, yes. We are at an L.A. shelter in Van Nuys for the kickoff. It is so exciting. Now, which shelter is it, and how long are you going to be there? Uh, this is, uh, L.A. has a few shelters, and this is known as the Van Owen Street Shelter in Van Nuys. Uh, the number there, if people want to get location directions, is 213-305-4112, and we're going to be here till 2 o'clock. Okay, that sounds good. Now, here's the deal. If you're, if this is your first year listening and first chance to hear Susan kick off her tour, she travels across the country on Route 66, stopping at shelters all across the country to help adopt out animals. What are some of the stops we can expect this year? Oh, heck. I tell you, if you are a fan of Route 66, we're going to stay pretty true to that. But we're going to be in Flagstaff after this. And uh, then we're going to be going on to Santa Fe. And uh, then after that, Amarillo. And you can go online to get your licks on Route 66 or FidoFriendly.com. And we'll have the whole Ding Dang event showcase there. And you can find us where you might be able to come out and find your new forever friend. Yeah, this is a good time if you're thinking about getting that uh, new friend, furry companion friend, this is the time to head on out, meet Susan, and join her along the tour and pick up a friend to take home. What is your goal? How many animals do you hope to adopt on this tour? Are you going to beat last year's? I hope so, Judy. We had a couple of hundred dogs and cats that found New Forever homes that last time. And what I wanted to share that's really fun this year in L.A., we have some of the cast from The Young and Restless that are here. Yeah, so anybody that's a fan of that soap, and they want to come out here and meet them. Give the website one more time. Sure, it's getyourlicksonroute66.com or fidofriendly.com. You're doing such good work, and you have such a fun job getting to travel <laughs> across the countries to these different shelters and see all these animals. I'm jealous. Well, you know, I couldn't do it without Animal Radio. You guys have been, you know, our partners since year one. And Ford, my goodness, this is the second year that Ford has provided us a car. And we actually have an F-150. Oh, what is that? Is that is that a truck? That's a truck. That's a big truck. Oh, okay. So it's a little more power. Now, why did you get the bigger vehicle this year? Well, each year Ford has a vehicle that they like to 
kind of promote as okay. a pet-friendly vehicle. And so this year, it's the F-150, and it really is great for us because the backseat is big enough for Junior and Jake because they have to go with us, of course. Of course. They go with you everywhere. They do. They're good travelers. Okay, there you go. I'll put all the information over at the website at AnimalRadio.com, and we'll check in with you on your next stop on the tour, okay? I look forward to it. Thanks, you guys. Boy, all the lines lit up today, Judy. Which I one know. Are going to? Let's go to line two. Hi, Richard. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Very good. I understand you want to talk to Alan Cable. I just had a question. What is your problem, Richard? Richard, tell me your problem. I'm here for you. I love you, buddy. Okay. Uh, yes, I have. My mother has a small little dog. Uh, I'm not. It's not a photo, but it's a mixed photo with a, another type. I'm not sure which. But anyways, you know how you call dogs when they see you. They haven't seen you for a while. They um, usually run up to you. Well, this dog usually does the opposite. It shies away from you. Just wondering if there's any way to break that. Does the dog do it to everybody or just you, buddy? Everybody, except everybody. Uh, most likely her. Except your mom. And how long has your mom had the dog? Since a puppy, or did she did she rescue it? Well, yeah, she rec- uh, the landlord gave it to her. It was about maybe about four months old. See, Richard, uh, basically, it's it's pretty. This one's pretty simple. The dog's just afraid, afraid of people, and usually that happens when dogs aren't socialized properly during that critical period when they're little puppies. So the dog attempts to flee from people because it's afraid, and that's one of the techniques that dogs use when they're afraid. They run away. Sometimes they show their teeth, or they growl, or they become very still, and and that's how you know the dog's afraid. And to stop a dog uh, from being afraid of people, you basically have to make the dog understand that you know you're no threat and that you're actually a positive thing so it, it might be a good idea when you walk in the house to it when the dog's afraid have your mom remove the dog to another place and then you just sit in a chair and and your mom lets the dog out and every time the dog goes a little bit closer to you to investigate your mom goes good dog and gives the dog a treat and, yeah. and the dog starts to associate you and other people with treats instead of being fearful that you're going to do something it's so funny richard some dogs people think that dogs have been abused when they're afraid of people, but some dogs are just afraid of people that wear hats or people that have beards or uh, people that are women, people that are men. When I was helping out in Columbus, Ohio at the at the training center for the service dogs, uh, one dog failed because he was afraid of the Walmart happy face. I mean, he passed everything. He'd, he'd learned how... Yeah, we couldn't walk him over a Walmart happy face in the store. He was just fearful of that. Those so things freak me out, too. i got to be real honest with you. Whenever I say, That's why I don't shop there, is because those smiley faces. Isn't that something? I mean, you just never know what a dog's going to be afraid of but you can tell when they are afraid and this dog just sounds like she's very afraid and fearful so you kind of have well, to slowly be patient with her and, and get her to the point where she associates people besides your mother with pleasure well i should have said that it's a male dog and i've actually known it for a little while he's always excited to see me but it wags its tail it's always See, that's a that's a mistake, Richard. It it appears to you that the dog is excited to see you, but what what you're really seeing is anxiety and fear. A lot of people mistake that for for uh, oh, the dog's happy. Just because a dog is wagging its tail and going kooky, it doesn't mean they're happy to see you. What it actually means is they're afraid of you because you're coming into their you're coming onto their territory and they're trying to deal with their fear. That's why she turns around and runs away. Oh, okay. All right. And as soon as I sit in its safe place, then it comes over to me and wants me to pet it and all that. But the intro stuff, it's always run away and then run to its safe spot. She's fearful. She's fearful, and she's trying to protect your mother. Your mother's probably not a strong, dominant pack leader, and the dog just thinks it has to protect your mom. It's afraid of everybody. And then once you sit down, you know, and and, and it becomes mellow, she can kind of investigate you. But she's still afraid of you, buddy. 
Okay, that sounds like it is. That's the case. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Just be calm. Have your mother be calm and act like the dog isn't there. Just walk in, sit down, pay no attention to the dog. And when your mom knows you're coming over, it'd be a good idea just to put her in another room so that she can be introduced to you after you're inside the house. And that goes okay. for everybody. Okay. Is that the dog and the mom? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> That's a good question, Joey. <laughs> Thanks for your call, Richard. one 405 8405 to connect with our dream team. Hey, I got a confession here that Uh-oh. I gotta I gotta because it's um well it's no fun without without people knowing um, what's going on. So just so and Judy, I'll talk to you and, and, and um every and Al and everyone else. I'm not talking to Hal um because this has to do with Hal. Uh-oh. I sent to a nice a nice email. I sent Hal a nice email this week. So I thought. Okay, uh-huh. nice email from someone. I'm not gonna get into the crubs of it. But he sent me back a response that, you know what, was I was a little jerky and if I could have punched him right through the computer Uh-oh. at that time i would have but i couldn't so i How sat sent there, I something called. jerky how yeah a little you know he had a little jerky response <laughs> back that that wasn't too nice so i just said you know what um there, there's no problem but i'll get even so just so you guys know because it's, okay. it's this is no fun knowing alone right. i took my four dogs over to Hal's house uh-huh. and i had them all crap on his lawn okay <laughs> well that was your dog that was okay? your yeah, dog those were my dogs just so you know and then they dug <laughs> what, up what a little because after they crap they dig so i uh, just want to just so everyone knows but i feel good now about it well, you know so what, we you... don't have any you know, there's no problem. You should feel better because he actually stepped in it. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the night, I yes. went to go get my newspaper. Yes. And I said, that damn next door neighbor dog's crapping on our lawn again. Uh-oh. What'd but, you do to but your it's neighbor? No, it's yeah. no fun unless people know that you did it, you know? Yeah. Email stinks, though. You can't see what the person's intent is. I know. Is I know. You can't tell if someone's laughing, if they're being sarcastic or what. Because I'll tell you real honestly. And, I, you know, I, I lay things out on the line. But Joey sent a very gracious email from a listener that said they really love the show. They think it's great they, that we should win some kind of award. And Joey forwarded that to me, and I wrote back, that and four bucks will give me a gallon of gasoline, <gasps> is what you I wrote back. You didn't. And you know what? Yep. How? And that was one of those cases that I really wish that I had like a timer on my email that I could think <laughs> about this before I send it. I really didn't mean it that way, Joey. I didn't mean it to no, be sound sarcastic. Was, yeah. No, 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 Joey, no, that, no you didn't mean it that way. That, that, was a, that, that was just a nice response to, to, to the email I sent you. Yeah. I can you know what it sounds that. like, though, Joe? It sounds like an indictment of Hal's lack of confidence in himself, if I might be a psychotherapist. There you minute. go. Oh, well, thank you, guys. I was going to say something else. He needed something else, but I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> well, I'm not a therapist, so I just had my dog's crap on his lawn. All right? Well, I want to tell you, and I want to tell all listeners, we, we appreciate all of your emails very, very much. And we're very glad that you are here listening to Animal Radio. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A British woman was trapped for an hour with her hand stuck in her dog's mouth. It all started when her boxer, playing in the backyard, somehow got a fishing hook stuck in his mouth. Owner Vicki Morrill frantically tried to remove the hook, but ended up getting hooked to her dog. She was able to dial the phone with her free hand, and a fire crew and paramedics arrived and were able to separate the two. Both will be okay, although Vicky's hand was injured so badly she'll need a skin graft. Hopefully her dog will stick to Frisbees in the future. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. 
Hi, Randy Travis here, and you're listening to Animal Radio. It's football season at Buffalo Wild Wings, and there's no other place that packs in the action like we do. When there's a timeout during a game, you're watching another game. And when you're not watching that game, you're watching another game. With over 50 big screens, your eyes won't miss any of the action, and neither will your taste buds. You'll enjoy hand-spun wings and 16 signature sauces and five seasonings, ultimate nachos, burgers, and over 20 beers on draft. Hmm, maybe action-packed is a bit of an understatement. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Suffering from allergy congestion? Allegra D decongests. Allegra D depressurizes so you can breathe. Allegra D, a fast, non-drowsy antihistamine, plus a powerful decongestant that gives you 24 hours of congestion-free breathing. It even reduces swelling that can cause congestion and pressure. Allegra D, defense against allergy congestion. Look for Allegra D at the pharmacy counter. Starts working in one hour. Applies to first dose only. Use only as directed. Visit Allegra.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-645-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-645-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-645-MY-TV 1-855-645-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-645-MY-TV 1-855-645-MY-TV This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Drs. Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacey Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, every guy likes to say that he slept with a fox, right? Well, a British man says a recent foxy surprise in his bed was definitely unwelcome. According to the Mirror, Leon Smith rolled over in bed the other morning and he expected to see his girlfriend... But instead, he found himself face-to-face with a fox, the kind that has four legs and a tail. Leon said he was shocked, but the animal was surprisingly calm. It stayed long enough for Smith to grab his phone and take a picture, but eventually jumped off the bed and ran out of the room. However, Smith says it took another 10 minutes to get the fox out of the house. The couple guessed that their visitor must have come through the cat door, which they're now considering removing so they can prevent any return trips. Turns out even alligators feel guilt every now and then, according to uh, Miami TV station WFOR. Mario Aldeceto's camera was stolen by one of the reptiles while he was feeding and photographing them at the Everglades Alligator Farm in Homestead. Mario says he wrote the camera off, adding he just felt lucky that the gator didn't grab one of his arms. But eight months later, an employee spots an alligator climbing out of the pond with a camera strap wrapped around its leg and the camera dragging behind it. Mario said the camera was badly damaged, had a number of bite marks on it, but with the help of a pair of pliers, he was able to yank out the memory card. It contained only one usable picture. Mario said that photo and the camera, they're now on display at the alligator farm. 
The National Zoo's welcoming a brand new addition. A giant panda named Mei Shang gave birth to a cub, and zoo visitors are absolutely thrilled. We came on the baby panda's birthday. We're so excited. <laughs> it's awesome. Pretty neat to be here. It's great news for the zoo, for the pandas. And for tourism, there's still no word on whether that cub is a male or a female, but zoo officials say they are pleased with the care that Mei Shang's giving it. The cub will have its first exam in a few days, and you could check in on the mother and cub via the National Zoo's Panda Cam. An escaped 1,200-pound bull back in its pen after several days on the loose, according to Boise's TV station KBOI. This bull escaped last week and had eluded capture by staying in this thick brush along the Boise River in Eagle, Idaho. The Ada County Sheriff's Office announced that they had wrangled the bull late Monday night. Apparently, Eagle Police Officer Jeff Weinger, he was able to shoot the bull with a tranquilizer dart. Eagle Police Chief Steve Bartlett said that Weinger's a great shot, adding he's also a cowboy. But even after being hit with the dart, that bull was able to run several hundred yards before it collapsed. Bartlett says the bull's speed was amazing, adding that when it ran away, it looked like a cheetah. Oh, yeah, right. A big, fat bull looking like it probably, you know, that's like saying um, a, a real heavy set, overweight woman looks anorexic or something like that. <laughs> I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. It's football season at Buffalo Wild Wings, and there's no other place that packs in the action like we do. When there's a timeout during a game, you're watching another game. And when you're not watching that game, you're watching another game. With over 50 big screens, your eyes won't miss any of the action, and neither will your taste buds. You'll enjoy hand-spun wings and 16 signature sauces and five seasonings, ultimate nachos, burgers, and over 20 beers on draft. Hmm, maybe action-packed is a bit of an understatement. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Suffering from allergy congestion? Allegra D decongests. Allegra D depressurizes so you can breathe. Allegra D, a fast, non-drowsy antihistamine, plus a powerful decongestant that gives you 24 hours of congestion-free breathing. It even reduces swelling that can cause congestion and pressure. Allegra D, defense against allergy congestion. Look for Allegra D at the pharmacy counter. Starts working in one hour, applies to first dose only. Use only as directed. Visit Allegra.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. 
Animal Radio, my friend. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, and animal communicator Joey Turner. And we are so happy to welcome to the show Sonia Fitzpatrick. Hi, Sonia. How are you doing? Hello, Hal. I'm doing well. Thank you. I just love your accent. <laughs> yes, I've been here 20 years and I haven't lost it. Oh, I was going to say that's like a New York accent you have there. <laughs> oh, how did you know, Hal? Well, you've got a brand new book out called There Are No Sad Dogs in Heaven. And you're talking I have. About, yes. Talking about, uh, well, what happens after you lose a pet. As you said, losing an animal, you know, is like losing one of our children. And it's the hardest thing any of us with animals have to face. And it's uh, very traumatic for us. And often, you know, people prefer their animals to the people around them because they love us unconditionally and they're always there for us and they're always pleased to see us. And, you know, it's a very hard thing to, um, you know, to, to let an animal go. And many people will say to me, I haven't said goodbye to my animal. But, you know, in this, in my book, I explain that there aren't any goodbyes because they have an energy body just as we do, and they're around us and with us. It's just that we miss that physical body so much when we are still in our physical form, Hal. Now, people won't always want to talk to their animals. Why do you think they want to talk to their animals more after they've passed than when well, they're with us right now? I wouldn't say that they want to talk to them more when they passed. I think they feel a great need to know where they are. And, you know, animals communicate telepathically on the physical plane as well as in the, uh, on the spiritual plane. And so we have, pe- I have people from all walks of life that, um, that, you know, call me. And everybody has the one thing in common because they love their animals with a passion. So it's not just on animals passing over. Often they can have problems with them too, and they want to know why they're having the problems. But when they go over, people know that's the end of the physical body and the end of the relationship that they've had with them. And that's the hardest thing. But if there's no sad dogs, aren't there, you know, no sad dogs in heavens, aren't they sad that they're no longer with us? Well, they are with us, you see. That's what people don't understand, Judy. They're with us and around us. But, you know, when we go out of our physical body, we're energy. And people will often say to me, you know, oh, you know, I feel and sense them around them. And that's absolutely right because they are around us and they are with us and they're just a thought away. So there's really, you know, they haven't, they're around us and with us. And many people have wonderful experiences, which I've written about in the book, where they'll sometimes hear their animal running down the hall or they'll feel their cat jumping on the bed. They literally physically feel that. And some of them are fortunate enough to see their cats or their dogs or whatever pet it is that's gone over that they miss so much. So there really isn't any separation. It's just different. The physical body is gone. And we miss that so much. What's the craziest thing you've heard someone say about an animal that passed in in a way that they felt him or saw him? Or what did the animal do? Well, I don't think it's crazy, Judy. I think it, they come through to comfort their um, loved ones that are still here because they know how we're feeling and, and they know what pain we go through and how sometimes we never get over losing them. We just don't get over it. 
And, um, you know, it's like some people see their cat. I mean, I have a cat, but I happen to be very psychic. And the animals, I was born deaf when I was a child, and the animals taught me their language and, and what goes on, and I could see into the spirit world. But, you know, people will have experiences. I do. I have a black cat that passed over 20 years ago, Wellington, and I lived in England, you know, at the time, and I used to trip over him all the time in the hall. He would always get under my feet. And about once, and some Sometimes twice a year, he'll still do that wherever I am. He'll run straight in front of me and I trip, I feel I've got to trip up. I literally, so fast, I see him. So people have experiences. And I had one gentleman who said, I always used to take my dog in the truck with me. And I was so sad. And one day I could really feel and sense him. And I actually felt his head go on my knee, which he always used to put his head on my knee. That's a great comfort when they come through and a person experiences that. What about people who are jerks to their pets and their pet passes over? Does the pet care about that person? Does the pet oh, want to be darling. A Animals love. They love uh, in a stronger way each other. And there's always grieving when an animal leaves uh, home as well as the people because the other animals really do like grieve so you know animals are, are are very deep with their feelings and their emotions and the love you know transcends all boundaries so they don't go over and forget about that person i mean often animals have been in past lives with people and you have that tremendous we love all our animals as much in different ways i mean i've got 14 animals rescue animals that live with me and i love them all as much in different ways but sometimes we really contact with an animal and we feel something stronger we can't always work it out but we can feel it and that's often when our souls have been together in many past lifetimes so animals yes they continue to love us no matter what and they can love when they go over into the um spiritual world all right do you, you know, i gotta go ahead Good. I, I gotta, I gotta tell you a little bit, a little story. Sonia, this is Joey Villani from um, Groomer Has It, and we also did Katie Corrick together. I don't know if you remember. But, oh, um, darling, I don't. Forgive me. Okay. There were a lot of people okay. there. But anyway, I was, I was the judge. But anyway, I remember Sonia. And this was great. Sonia would, um, would, as the groomers were grooming the dogs, she was telling us what the dogs were thinking, and some of the dogs didn't like the groomers that they were um, actually assigned. I remember and, who you are now, darling, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was great because she would come back to us in, in, in the um, judge's room and she's going, this dog doesn't like, doesn't like the person. He said that, that, that he's handling them um, a little bit rough. And it was funny because we knew it because you could see it, um, you know, what was actually going on because when, when, we were watching it the whole time. But Sonya just came in and came out and really didn't pay attention. And she nailed it every single time when we knew where it was rough handling, and she was able to nail it just by talking to the dog. Yeah, well, it was amazing. But didn't she also tell you you would become a big famous groomer or something like that? Sonia told me that you'll be a big star one day, okay? And then I became, then then you guys called me and see, there you go. At the pinnacle <laughs> of your career right there. So, Sonia, we're talking with Sonia Fitzpatrick, and uh, I imagine you talk to a lot of animals. Are, they, are there any that just won't talk to you? They, they don't want anything to do with uh, uh, talking to their owner or guardian? <laughs> I always think I'm a dog or a cat anyway. So, you know, when I'm, I'm sort of talking to them, they'll ask me, am I a dog? And I tell them, yes, I am, as well as a human. And I've had probably two animals in my um, whole of my career, and I've spoken to literally thousands and thousands of animals. 
and I've had two that have said, a and they were both cats, you know cats are so different, they've all got their own personalities, but within like four minutes of talking, they're, ba they're, they're talking faster than any of the others, so no, it's, it's never happened to me. This is Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio, baby. We're talking with Sonia Fitzpatrick. What is uh, what does Alan's dog think of him? Because I, well, I have to know. Uh, you know, I mean, this is radio. Who's Alan? I am. I'm. I'm right here. Okay, I'm, I'm Joey. Alan. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And how many dogs do you have? I have one. Okay. So let me just tune in. And what's the name of your dog? His name is Rudy. Rudy. Yes. Uh, oh, he said he, he he said that he never knows when you're coming or going. So <laughs> when did you give him something different to eat? <laughs> when, do, when do I give him something different to eat? Yeah, Is that when what did he wants you give him something different to eat? Uh, when did I give him something different to eat? I I don't know. I mean, I give him I give him little treats every day. You know, sometimes I'll yeah, put a hot dog. That, yeah. but, but you gave him something that was really really nice. Oh yeah, to I him, did. Not to you. Uh, yeah, you know what? I ate it too, though. It was like this steak jerk, jerky stuff. Oh, he loved it. He wants more of that. Now well, then, you course. ask a question, but they'll only answer. They'll ask me what they want to know, what not what you do. But uh, obviously, he says you've got a funny sense of humor, and you play like a dog, and you get down on the floor sometimes. This is true. He does. I see it all the time. <laughs> and he says that. Uh, oh, God, darling, he loves you. Well, of course, he loves me. And you know, he says, and you're crazy about him too. Well, of course. You know, he says, and um, he said, did you rescue him? No, no, he was born Who's right here the in this dog neighborhood. That you rescued. Who's the one in spirit? Oh, uh, let's see, rescue. Well, I work with dogs that I rescue. I mean, I, okay, I don't actually. That's interesting because there's a black one in the spiritual realm. A black one. I, I rescue dogs that uh, I rescue them from their human owners. Is what I I teach yeah, well, the human good, owners. There's one in the spiritual realm. Who? Which of the dogs can you remember had trouble with the back leg? A back leg. Let me think about that. A right back uh, leg. Back leg. Well, my my last dog had trouble with both of his back legs. Thank you. Your dog. It's your last dog coming through. Wow. Yep. And he said he hung on as long as he could. Yeah, he was an awesome dog. Wow. Yeah, he said that he taught you a lot. He uh, did teach me a lot. Absolutely. He did, and he also had a bit of trouble with the lower back. But he said he he, he didn't feel sorry for himself. He he was very annoyed that his legs didn't work the same way. He was playing frisbee the last day he was alive. His legs locked up that day. And he said he was ready to get out of his body. But you had uh, a sure. I mean, we have a tremendous connection, as I said earlier, with all our animals. But you had a really strong connection with him, and he loved going in the truck. He was an awesome dog. He certainly was an awesome dog. Well, you were awesome to him, too. He said he was the love of your life. Yeah, he was a good guy. I loved that dog really a lot. Wow. Yeah, and that, the reason why, you know, you love all your animals as much in different ways as we all do, but sometimes we connect with an animal in a very stronger way, and that's because we've all been in past lives. Our souls have been together in past lives. You know that and dog we have was amazing. Been through many lifetimes together. I could bring that dog anywhere. I could. He could be running fifty miles an hour. I could go, Cody, stop, and he would just stop on a dime. Yeah, and also, when did you give him a hamburger? The the last dog or this dog? Well, the one I'm talking to in spirit. Oh my gosh! Well, he died years ago, so he probably had a lot of hamburgers. We loved him, and this one does too. Yeah. Well, what dog doesn't? 
Well, exactly, but not everybody gets that dog's hamburgers. We are with Sonia Fitzpatrick. You know, the phones are ringing off the hook, and we are so out of time here. I'm hoping maybe we can get you back on sometime to uh, answer some listeners' calls. The yeah, book, I'd love to do that, Donnie. The book is called There Are No Sad Dogs in Heaven, Sonia Fitzpatrick. Yes, the Sonia Fitzpatrick, the author. I have ten copies to give away right now at one 866 Hi, this is Betty White. All us animal lovers love animal radio. Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Vinny Penn coming at you your resident party animal on Animal Radio. Topic today, of course, is going to be animal communicators. Now, admittedly, I don't know much about this, nor do I even understand it. The dog whisperer, the all of this whispering. Uh, I wish there was more whispering going on in my house, to tell you the truth. Although, when I do hear whispering in my house, I do get very suspicious. And not that a surprise party is going to be thrown for me. The, these animal communicators, I don't necessarily understand how they study this, how they... they uh, become an expert in this. I, I remember at one time on my old radio show, a female listener calling in and saying that she had a new boyfriend whom her cat seemed to attack every time in the middle of the night. My, of course, immediate uh, suggestion was maybe he shouldn't be sleeping over so quickly. Come to think of it, she never called in the show again after that. Her belief was that the cat didn't like the boyfriend, and she wanted to find out why, and she brought in the animal communicator who said that the, the cat was feeling envious, it was infringing upon her turf, all of these things that really uh, any schmo would have known right out of the gate. She, of course, had to pay a communicator to come in and help her figure that stuff out. I say, how do you know this guy wasn't one of those guys who thinks it's funny to douse beer on the cat every time you leave the room? Guys are stupid like that, especially when they're dating. They think that kind of stuff is hysterical. Furthermore, in the animal communicating thing, when, when they find a, a cat or a dog calling one particular place in the house like their place and staring blankly at a picture on the wall, and they have something akin to a seance where they're like, they're looking at that photo, they're in touch with that person, maybe they've been reincarnated. No, maybe you have mice, bugs, they saw something go in there behind the picture, and they're waiting to see it reemerge. In any event, I don't want to kill an entire line of work, but animal communicator to me doesn't seem all that different from that lady that you used to call on the phone. What was her name? The Jamaican woman who was like, Hello, woman, you're going to find love in your life. Unless you're my sister, anyone is going to. To bring someone in for $250 an hour to tell you, oh, your cat is marking their territory. That's why they keep going to the bathroom in that area. You can get that on Animal Planet. You, you, you can Google that. I'm Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Hey, this is Paula Townsend. Wait, I forget where I am. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. I love that. Oh, hey, this is Paula Poundstone on Animal Radio. Spay and neuter your pets, or we're going to be eaten alive! You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Alan, you're not as much of a skeptic as... Yeah? 
I no, I'm a I'm a total skeptic, but I, I have a connection now. It's uh it's with Hal. Yes. I have a connection. Oh, I feel yes. something funny's happening. Yes, Hal likes hamburger too. You're right, Judy. On, find somebody to put hamburger in Hal's food. Will do. Can you put some hamburger on my hamburger? No, I'm a total skeptic. Hi, Candace. Hi. How, How are you? Doing? Good. Where are you calling from today? Down in California. I have Dr. Debbie right here. I understand you need to talk to her. Yeah, I was. Well, hi. Hi, how are you? Very good. That's what good. kind of critters do you have? Um, we have a pug. She's two years old, and she just had puppies eight weeks ago. Aw, how wonderful. Um, I was just wondering, I knew, we noticed that she started getting spots all over her. There were black spots on her. She's a fawn, and she has black okay. spots on her coat. I wondering okay. if that was from her pregnancy. Hmm. Now, is the. Dark spots, is it accompanied with hair loss? No. She, she's just turning dark. Like her hair coat itself is turning dark or her skin? Yeah, kind of like, she just looks like a leopard spot, you know? I mean, they're just weird. Okay. Well, uh, we do know that female dogs, when they give birth, many of them have some very unusual hair coat changes. And, you know, about four weeks, even eight weeks after they give birth, a lot of them will actually lose almost all of their hair. <laughs> <laughs> so there can be a real turnover and a change in the hair follicle cycle. So um, sometimes that can be where we'll see um, some pigment changes as well. Um, I'm not certain that's what you're seeing, but I would be watchful for, you know, if the hair is falling out, if there's more uh, color change that you're noticing. Um, that's usually a temporary thing, and once they've weaned the puppies, their hair coat does restore to its normal uh, luster um, in its previous uh, density. But the other thing is we know pregnancy can weaken a pet's immune system. So we do have to watch out for things like skin mites, mm-hmm. uh, particularly demodex mites in pregnant dogs. We can see them break with infestations of those and even things like ringworm. Um, so um, their immune system, you know, they're feeding all those babies. So it is certainly yeah. possible we can get something like that that really kind of takes opportunity um, for the uh, the nursing mom. So it might be a, a situation where I would recommend you see the veterinarian and have a couple of quick skin tests done to see if that might be the situation um, for your baby there. Okay. Um, but if it's not, and it's just this other stuff, it should be a temporary thing and, and hopefully be back to normal once those babies are um, off in their happy homes. How many babies you got? Six. 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 Ah, mm-hmm. well, wonderful. And is she being a good mom taking care of those guys? She's a really good mom. Yes, yeah, she is. Really good oh. with them. Fabulous. <laughs> Well, hopefully that's, like I said, all, all you're dealing with there. And make sure you get those babies into the vet. Six weeks is when the first puppy shots we want to be talking about doing, uh, as well as regular deworming. So Already does. All right. Fabulous. Well, best <laughs> wishes to you. And uh, take care of those babies. All right. Thank you very much. Well, that's all we have time for today. I want to thank Sonia Fitzpatrick for joining us. The phone's still ringing off the hook from that. In fact, we're going to have to get her back on and, and hook her up with listeners. Can you arrange that? Make I will that do happen. That. I also want to thank Anna Jane Grossman for turning my dog on to the iPad. And uh, now I'm going to have to get a second iPad. One, <laughs> one for me, one for the dog. Be sure to download the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android. It's free. And check out Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terriers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. She also has a Shih Tzu's, Pugs, and Mini Schnauzers version of that. They're all electronic Kindle books. Is that what they call them? Kindles? Kindles, yeah. Kindles, okay. You and can that, download them to regular computers as well, though. Yeah. you can. Uh, I believe that you, uh, even on this iPad that has licky stains all over it now. I can, Nose prints, yeah. Nose prints. <laughs> I'd like to thank Miley Cyrus for teaching me that my tongue belongs in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> have a great week. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.
This is Animal Radio Network.